we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I listen to your show every single day. Breakfast Club? God damn it. The Breakfast Club. Put that ass up on the Breakfast Club. You can't say Breakfast Club without the Breakfast Club. You're like this rare air. You got platforms and partners all over the place because your demand is so high. People want to be in business with the breakfast club. I don't think white people know how popular you guys are. DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God. You, know, you guys really are like the hip-hop early morning, late night talk show. Yeah, I know what y'all talking about. Yo 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 Jess Hilarious. Good morning. Charlemagne the Gap. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Good morning. Hey man, another day to serve. What's happening? That's right. How you feeling, Jess Hilarious? I feel good. My stomach hurt. For real? That's why you closed the elevator door on me. That's why you ain't hold the elevator. No, you be walking like we ain't have to. We don't have to do a show. My key card wasn't working. 
Well, oh, well, so you fire it. Phone service is out. What they got to do with the elevator and the goddamn key card? Okay. Well, it, you have AT and T, and if you if your phone service doesn't work, I wasn't work, using the phone. Oh, I got a key card. Phone. Fool! I just oh. said key card. But you know, in the elevator, elevator work by a, a, elevator AT and T too. No, but the key card is on your phone as well. Yo, like you have a key card on your phone. Right? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Text us at like five. I'm gonna tell you what happened. So on the way to work, when I usually leave the crib, I turn off the lights from my phone, and it wouldn't work. So I'm like, all right, well maybe it's Wi Fi outage. I'm you know on my way to work. 15 minutes now. I'm looking at the cameras and I can't see nothing on my phone. I try to call the wife. I can't call anybody. And I'm like, mm. this is weird. Now, mm. all of a sudden, it just says SOS on the phone. So, immediately, I think that somebody cut off my Wi-Fi and is robbing the house. Oh, my God. How did they cut the Wi-Fi off? I, I, I don't know. I'm Smart not, people. I'm not, I don't know. People. I, mean, I didn't know Wi-Fi was a cord. Nah, you could you could <laughs> cut it off. There's ways that you could hack it and block it. I mean, you should. Yeah. You can turn over somebody's Wi-Fi off if you really want. You, I, how can you say that, but you don't even know how that can happen? I'm not saying that it well, can't. Hackers do it all the time. You hear about stories of people turn turning the off Wi-Fi, yeah, turning off yeah, phone hackers service. Can get turning off all they turn the things. phone off. I ain't never heard anybody say they turn the Wi-Fi off. Turn Wi-Fi off, off, everything. So now I'm halfway to work, right? Mm. So I'm like, oh, should I turn around? So I'm like, maybe I'm bugging. So I jet to work. I get to work. Mm. Get here the fastest I've ever got here in my life. Then, you know, we have a, a, a security guard outside that, you know, meets So you can't reach call. your family, so you leave the house? No, I was already halfway here. Are you listening? No. You Are you just listening? Just telling the story. No. He just said no, he's not listening. Okay, so I'm halfway not a good here. I'm halfway here when I figure all this out. So I, you know, continue on to work. I jump, as soon as I jump out the phone, I grab, I call the security. I'm like, yo, let me use your phone. He's like, you can use my phone, but it won't work. I said, well, why won't it work? He said, AT&T got a nationwide uh, outage. Oh, so, so he told you He that told that, me that okay. it was out. So, you know, people can't call Ubers this morning. So if you're in the mm. street and you're trying to get an Uber... You can't call an Uber. Okay, we've seen Leader World Damn. behind. So, so your phone won't work. What you yeah. going to do? Well, you can't if you got Verizon and T-Mobile like me, well, I'm good. Yeah, I got Verizon too. I'm good. Oh, F you. Yeah, my bad. AT&T was too high for no reason. That's it. Salute to AT&T, though. Respect, y'all. Great sponsors. You know what I mean? Of the black effect and stuff like that. But, you know. Dang. Yeah. Oh, so y'all didn't go through any of y'all. No, when we, I texted y'all this morning, that's why y'all know me? Man, you, yeah, in a, you in a movie. No, I did not <laughs> that's agree. That's you know me? <laughs> I said, hey, guys, the phone service is out. This is crazy. No Uber nothing. I didn't get Well, it nothing. didn't make no sense to me because I'm like, how did you text? Because <laughs> <Yes, I'm like, laughs> now I'm at work with this Wi-Fi because now you can work that Wi-Fi. I don't know. I just like, it, it, oh, tell you story it don't make no sense. <laughs> so look, I watched <laughs> Love is Blind. Oh, you watch, oh, you did watch it? I, I started watching it. I was watching the one with the Down Syndrome kids. That was yesterday. That was Love on the Spectrum. I'm already done that one. So now I need another look. How and was that one? I, Love is Blind. It's good, too. It's not as good as Love, Love on the Spectrum, Spectrum because I, re, I really like that. That one is more warm-hearted. But Love Love is Blind is actually good, too. I like it. You can't even really, like, meet somebody until you're about to propose to them. So what's mm. that about? Blind people trying to find love? Absolutely not. Oh, my goodness. Please what's watch it. It's, oh, my God. You're going to have all types of communities <laughs> calling up here today. It's crazy. The blind people, the on the Spectrum people. This is crazy. AT&T people. Just, 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 just have that. And then you got to watch Griselda. After you finish that, you got to watch Griselda. I do. So I love Griselda. Salute the West Side Gun, Conway, Benny the Butcher. Dope. That's what's I was up. listening to uh, West Side Gun this morning. He's, he's, he's talking about Griselda rap group. We talked oh, about no, Griselda, the Netflix show. The, Netflix the actual show. real The real oh, Griselda. Griselda. The real woman. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. <sighs> yeah, Clown. You know what? Forget it. <laughs> a, a Crockett will be joining us this morning. Hey. He has a new flick out called A Hip Hop Story. Comes out uh, February 23rd, actually. So we're going to kick it with Atheon in a little bit. And then we got front page news when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Started the show with Beyonce. Texas Hold'em. Okay? Because Jack, Jack Harlow got the number one song in the country. We need Beyonce to have the number one song in the country. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. DJ MV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God. And let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ MV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God. Peace, Tiz. I know you want to start out with uh, the AT&T uh, experience in Nationwide Outage. 
Absolutely. And also, uh, it is not just AT&T, uh, Charlemagne, and Jess Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Verizon is also included in, in T-Mobile as well. So I'm, I'm at Oh, so yeah, stand up AT and T It's not just us. So maybe maybe you guys uh, maybe your service did not go, but it is the actual article says uh, from CNBC that it is AT and T, T Mobile, and Verizon. Well, that just updated uh, though, thirty eight minutes ago. So. Oh, okay, well, at Verizon is definitely included. So stand up AT&T, Envy, we're not alone. So more <laughs> than 800 service outages all over the country. And it says it is developing. But what I find interesting is Android people, like our producer, Eddie, uh, I don't know why people still like Android, but I couldn't text him this morning, but my AT&T was still working. So just want to give you the, the actual information on who has the outages and who does not. And it, and it is developing, so we don't know why and, and all that good stuff, but I'll continue to follow it. Okay. Now, also, let's jump right into Trump. Yeah, so former President Donald Trump asked the judge overseeing his civil fraud case to delay enforcing his $355 million judgment. He's asking for one month. He says that uh, Letitia James, Attorney General Letitia James, is unseemingly rushed to enforce the judgment by submitting a proposal to the judge to sign just days after the ruling. Now, Attorney James said that if it is not paid, she will begin to seize assets. Take a listen. Four days after a judge ordered Donald Trump to pay $355 million for a decade of fraud, New York Attorney General Letitia James says she's prepared to do everything she can to make sure the former president pays his fine, including, she told us, seizing the buildings that bear his name. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court, and we will ask the judge to seize his assets. Mm. What's the precedent uh, in a case like this? What, uh, what, uh, of a former president being? No, tra- no, not a, not a former president. But anytime somebody loses a, a, a civil lawsuit like this and they they can't pay, do they do they you know push enforcement of payment like this on on I mean, on anyone? Like I'm just I'm asking, I'm wondering. Yeah, well, in general, yeah. I mean, yeah, those options are there. Does it always happen every single time out of thousands of millions of cases? Probably mm-hmm. not. Um, do people do payment arrangements? I mean, do people say, you know, hey, we're just going to have a judgment. There's been some people that just had a judgment that never paid it. So it just really just depends. There's no general rule. Um, really depends on how the judge and, and how the judge wants to enforce it on a case-by-case basis. Um, she also talked a little bit about, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying, hey, this is a victimless crime. You know, what's the big deal? He paid it back. So I wanted to give you her response to that as well. Take a listen. They said no victim, no one got harmed, the banks got paid back, so no harm, no foul. Why is that not the case in your view? So financial frauds are not victimless crimes. He engaged in this massive amount of fraud and it wasn't just a simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations were wildly exaggerated and the extent of the fraud was staggering. Trump said the penalty against him would drive other businesses out of New York. Will appeal will be successful, I think, because frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. But the state's attorney general told us she's not worried. And last I checked, tourism is up and Wall Street is doing just fine. So Trump has asked him for 30 days again, uh, and he has 30 days from the judgment, uh, from the date of the judgment to either post a bond or appeal. We talked about earlier this week on there's, I believe, an $18 million non-refundable fee just to post the bond. And the bond needs to be in the same amount uh, as 
the judgment as well. So yeah, I think people, you know, like Letitia James, salute to Letitia James. You just got to make sure that you know this isn't personal because it's an election year, you know. And let's make sure that these things aren't politicized and weaponized. I think they should follow the same protocols they follow with everybody else because if they look like they're being too pushy and they're doing anything to Trump that they don't do with others, it's going to validate his witch hunt claims and it's going to validate his, you know, they are uh, attacking me claims and you don't want to do that. I don't think they. I don't think they're concerned about that. Do you? Well, that's not good politics. Then, if they, if that's what they're doing, because all they're going to do is really energize his people to, to show up and support him. You know, that's so, that's exactly what they're doing. I know. So I, you know, like I, I, they should be concerned about that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that is front page news. What are we talking next hour, Tez? Yeah, guys, make sure you tap in. An Alabama court ruled that frozen embryos are now considered children. So some clinics are pausing their in vitro fertilization because they don't want to be open to wrongful death liability. So very interesting story. We're going to take the whole segment to break all of that down. I have a lot of information on that. So tap back in. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name, mama? Good morning. This is Tammy. Good morning, Charlamagne, Envy, and Jess. I'm so happy to just, just be able to talk to y'all. Peace, queen. Um, good morning. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. So, getting stuff off my chest, I'm not trying to complain. I'm just trying to be grateful and be happy and thankful for life. Hey. And Jess, congratulations. Hey, thank um, you. I am the curator for um, the Omugua box, and I would love to get you one as soon as as soon as soon you become a new mom again. Yes. And um, Envy and Charlamagne, y'all can get one for your wife, too. What is it? What is it, baby? You said it's a what box? It is called the Omugua box. It's the first African-inspired gift box for moms. Okay. okay, I'm about to say it sounded very African. Yeah. Yes, oh, it sure is. It sure is. Let me spell it for you. That's O M U G W O box. The Omugua box. Well, okay. Send us a Goo Goo Gaga box. We can't oh, wait. You know that right. address? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say something. Hold on. We we'll put, put you on hold. They're gonna get you. We're gonna give you. They're gonna give you the address to send it. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Eddie, right. give her the address, please. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is Mike, man. Uh, I just wanted to shout out the Breakfast Club, bro. And uh, I'm in a long time fan, bro. Congratulations to uh, Jess Hilarious, man. Hey, baby. All right, thank, well, thank you, you brother. so much. Well, it's very, you know, I, you know. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like I, uh, I didn't understand how important how that, you know what I mean, how that was. Um, just you know, having just bringing life to, you know, the world, you know, and um, she blessed, man, for real. What you mean you didn't understand how important <laughs> it was? You was a baby once too, sir. You here because of this, because of birth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, you know, well, you're hearing about it, you know, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, but, um, even with you, bro, like, oh, boy, you, you know what I mean? Just everybody who's blessed enough to, uh, cause some people can't have that, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. some people ain't coarse enough, you know what I mean, to have that. So. Absolutely. We appreciate you, King. All right, Thank brother, you have a good one. Word. You too. Put that out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just got up, bro. Yo. Like, it ain't no need to be smoking this early in the morning. Have some breakfast first. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Yo, top of the morning is Henry. Henry, what up? Get it off your chest. Pulling our PCR, first of all. Peace, Henry. Um, to hell with New England, man. Wow. These hot holes are crazy. What they did to you, bro? Uh, last night, coming out of work, feeling good, good vibe, and then just got hit with one of those Mike Tyson ones. Took my tire out. Man, the worst so I was feeling in the for world. like two hours. Yeah, it is. But you know what? I'm still blessed. You know, I got my life. Nobody else got hurt. No cars or nothing. You know, it's, it's something like compared to the grand scheme of things, you know? Yep. You just be thinking it's the apocalypse for two seconds. You're like, what happened? You'd be like, what happened? As soon as you hit the pothole. Exactly. Oh, my God. I thought I thought God kicked my car. I was wilding. I was wilding. <laughs> but now, for real, yo, I appreciate y'all. And, and I call regularly. This is Pencil Man, you know what I'm saying? I just go by my name, Henry, so... Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Huntington, Long Island, and the Hellwood, Connecticut. Why they call you the Pencil Man? I'm the Pencil Man. Nah, we, we spoke about this before. My father's name is Pencil Man. You searched him up. He, yeah, OG from Brooklyn. Um, I got a business. So I had one, Penhen Ben LLC. Okay, I forgot. Well, salute to you, Pencil Man. Yeah. All right. Stay sharp. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Hi. Good morning. This is Precious. Hey, Precious. Hi, Precious. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. I have been calling for years. It's my first time getting through. Congratulations. I love you. I'm so happy for your journey. Finally, somebody can take over having the annual baby showers for uh, DJ Envy. Yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> I love you, though. <laughs> Thank Charlamagne, you. I am a cancer just like you, and I'm also a two-time cancer survivor. Hey. Nice. I got all your books in my Amazon cart, and... I got it on my wish list for everybody to clear those out. So I just want to tell y'all, I love y'all. I love what y'all doing for the culture. Keep doing it, and God bless everybody. What's the what's the wish list? What's Thank the Amazon you. wish list? Um, right now it's actually the first book is in there, but I would desire to read them all. I'm, but I'm saying, what is it? Like what Charlemagne's book or just a? a... Oh no, yeah, it's Charlemagne's book. Yeah, the we said we we'll sent it to you. Yeah, but I'm saying, how do we pay? Oh. How do we pay the wish list? She said, oh, oh I didn't actually right make a wish list. This is my safe for- We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. 
State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Later. Sorry. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, okay, show okay. on reading right now. Oh, okay, you already got <laughs> it. I know I do. Side, That's what I do like right. that. I do want to read it. Hold on, I hold on, want to read it. What's well, she already got it. You just got to wait to read it. No, no, no. It's in my card. Black she didn't pay for it yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll send you a copy. Hold on. We'll send you a, a, a bunch of books from my pay, okay? Oh, uh, and shout out to all my breast and lung cancer survivors. I'm a two-time cancer survivor, so shout out to everybody hey. who's out there just surviving. Hey, you survived breast and lung cancer? Yeah, she's an Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> During COVID. Man, During COVID? Damn. Wow. Man, God, God got his hand on you. Her That's hand on you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I love y'all. I hope you. Uh, I hope you know too. that God got you here for a real reason, and and he, he definitely got a purpose for you. I hope you know that. Uh, of course I do, and I can't wait for the world to see it. Absolutely. Peace, Queen. Put her on hold. Yeah, put her on hold. Eddie, send her a book, please. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got Just with the Mess coming up. Yes, we do. We're getting into some of Wendy Williams' business. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Jess Hilaria, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Just want to tell you guys, if you experience some uh, phone outage or your phone is not working, it's a huge outage across the country. So, uh, especially with AT&T. I know I have AT&T and my phone is out right now. So. Yeah, call us right now and tell us if you're having any problems with your phone. No, shut up, man. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> shut up. All right, well, let's get to Jess with my mess. <laughs> Wendy Williams' family thought that she could die from her alcohol abuse. Um, so Wendy already reportedly suffered from Graves' disease and lymphedema and battled um, alcohol abuse. And her sister told people that there were points 
during the last year when the family was on pins and needles, wanting, you know, waiting by the phone to get a call that Wendy died. Um, now, yeah. Now, I'm exclusively reporting that a source revealed that Wendy has frontal temporal dementia um, and her life, her lifetime documentary is set to air this Saturday. Um, and this is interesting. It was orig- so when he first started filming the documentary, it was originally supposed to be like her comeback after her TV show was canceled. But mm-hmm. it quickly became something else. So they saw when he started like filming it and recording it that. She was messed up, you know, and you she could see apparent, something was wrong. Yeah, apparently mm-hmm. she wasn't she wasn't right, wasn't doing too good. And the executive producer, Mark Ford, said she was already battling so much physically, and then it became clear that there were mental and addiction issues. She was also battling. Uh but all through it she was adamant. Um and they had went back and forth to see if uh it was gonna help or hurt her, and in the end they all decided that it would help her. I don't know how, but we'll watch this Saturday. Yeah, it's clear something is uh you know, been wrong with Wendy yeah. Williams, and it's Obvious. sad that yeah. she continues to be exploited in this way. But you know, life is a wild thing, boy. You just got to yeah, sit back is. and watch things play out. Absolutely. I promise you, life is a wild, wild process. Absolutely. So, definitely prayers to Wendy. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross recalls being dropped by an agent. Um, she went on Conan O'Brien's podcast, and he was asking her, I mean, he basically has said, uh, he was under the impression that she went from girlfriends straight to blackish and she had let him know like nah it was like a, a minute in, in time like between that where she was actually trying to find work I really did think after being on a show that I considered a hit uh, that was so beloved for eight years as the lead that uh, the pearly gates of Hollywood were going to open when it finished mm-hmm. they did not they were yeah. locked the woman the agent said to me you just don't pop she said, you come with all these things, these bells and whistles. You're pretty, your mom's famous, you have good style, but then you get in the room and nothing happens. So we're going to drop you. I mean, I carried that punch for so long. I was like, oh, a person who doesn't pop. And that was Gersh Agency. I actually had a meeting with them as well. But to, to know that they actually told her that. They should say the agent's name. Yeah, yeah. Say the actual agency. Yeah, the, the agency is called Gersh Agency. But yeah, I, that that's crazy to have sat there, and I, that was six years. That was a six year gap between girlfriends and blackish. And I, I actually um had went through you know some of the comments. I I do that when I'm looking up these stories, and mm-hmm. um the, it was repeatedly said that people thought that she was not black enough for her black audience, and she's not mm. white enough for her white audience so she's like kind of stuck in the middle I I disagree with both I mean like Tracy Ellis Ross is always a big ball of energy like mm-hmm. she's I mean I don't know what they would be looking for but this lady got I don't know this lady is a phenomenal actress Listen, people are wrong every day B like it's yeah. really just that simple that's Joan mm-hmm. Carol that's Clayton cra- from Girlfriends yeah, that's crazy <laughs> okay that's Dr. Rainbow Johnson from Black Kids yeah. now she's a Golden Globe winner NAACP winner that agent was just wrong mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. how she's able to be vulnerable vulnerable enough to, to expose that to say that though um because people, yeah, like Conan O'Brien said, he thought that she went straight from girlfriends to blackish. But I don't know how, because that was a big gap. But I don't know what he thought she was doing in the middle of that. But she was dropped by agency, and that was messed up. Girlfriends, one of my top three favorite TV shows of yep, all time. My top five. Yep. Uh, Probably number back two. in the day. Maybe number one. All right, come on, Charlemagne. Right. <laughs> Boondocks and girlfriends. Our girlfriends, Boondocks. I can go either way. Okay. Well, Rohan Marley praises Lauren Hill. Rohan Marley sat down with We in Miami podcast. They asked him what. It was like dating Lauren Hill, and this is what he said. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was beautiful. Learned a lot. Living together, being together as couples and things, it doesn't work in that sense. 
but as a human being, as a mother of my children, I highly respect her. And now you and you have five children with uh, Lauren Hill. Yeah, um, they're all beautiful. They do wonderful things. They're all creative. I like her ideology as a person. During the album of Miss Education, I was always in the studio and there and present. Whatever resources I have, whether it's my father's studio in Jamaica. Oh, you need a bass player? Let me call my dad's bass player. You helped out however you could. My favorite artist outside of my brothers and sisters in the reggae, Lauren Hill is my favorite. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it was beautiful to hear him praise her. Um, Where's AI when you need it, though? <laughs> Just have him say, have him say, she was always late. She never punctual. Everything late. Wake up late. Dinner late. Period late. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is also the relationship that actually uh, broke her down, though. What? Actually, yeah, absolutely. This is also the relationship that actually broke her down. We're going to say it and act like it didn't? Oh, I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay, <laughs> you don't. Wow, you don't know why she late? alright Mm. So, yeah, we going to keep it a buck and not play around because it's Rohan Marley and the movie just came out. I'm about uh, it's over. Salute so, to uh, One Love, too. One Love made a lot of man, money at the box money. office. Yeah. I thought I saw 70 million. I don't know if that's the exact number. I thought it was 80. Probably but, much But more congratulations to them. Now. Let me look it up. Congratulations yeah. to the Marley family. And, um, I don't know how much it was. Real quick, uh, security calls out Young Miami for being rude. Now, I thought this was real, real, real stupid because people are just very entitled. And um, a security officer from the Super Bowl made a TikTok uh, video to call Young Miami out for being mean. Yeah, so I end up meeting Carisha and Ari at the Super Bowl experience. And let me tell you, child, Carisha is mean as I'm like, hi, girl, my good sis Miami. She just not acknowledging me. Mind you, I'm security. I'm not no regular guest. So you could fake look up and address me like, hey, girl. If fans try to jump on you, I'm going to let them. How big is her back? And you should be. She's what? first of all, she looks. She's smaller than Young Miami. Oh, you, you. Nine times out of ten, you was you was hired part time, but you know just for more coverage. You are not her personal security. Mm -hmm. So what? You was just security for the venue, and then now you can fake up and look. It's the video going around. Carisha was on the phone anyway, and and Ari was with her. Ari Moneybag Yo's girlfriend. She actually was looking in that direction when a girl was recording. So Ari spoke. Yeah, but. Why are you so entitled? If, if somebody could have jumped on it anyway, you weren't paying attention, you had your phone out. So you should be fired for saying, I'm going to let somebody jump on you. Who going to jump on her? When she she obviously walking with her security. Yeah. I just feel like people are just clammed out. Like, you know, guys be clowns, but bitches be clowns too. And she definitely should be fired. Yeah, stop being a groupie and do your damn job. Yeah, do your job yeah, well, for the weekend. Security that's shouldn't it. have no phone out recording. Uh, yeah. marketing. That's and, crazy. And she not your good sis. She is young Miami. She is still a star. I, I think folks think that people are extras in their reality show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not no regular, regular. Yeah, you are. You're a part-time security guard for the Super Bowl, and that's it. Do your job, and then go home. That's it. But that's just with the mess for the first hour. And her news is real, allegedly. allegedly. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, when we come back, we got front page news, and then Atheon <laughs> Crocker will be joining us. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. You're checking out the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. Good morning, Tiz. Mm -hmm. Let's jump right into Alabama. 
Yeah, this is a really, really interesting case, guys. I want to break all this down. An Alabama court has ruled that frozen embryos are children. Take a listen. Mm. In Friday's unprecedented decision, the all-Republican court ruled that frozen embryos are the legal equivalent of children. Now, Alabama's largest hospital is pausing all in vitro fertilization treatments as health care providers across the state and the country evaluate what this means. The ruling could have a devastating effect for people who desperately want to have children in a state that already has one of the nation's strictest abortion laws. The decision may also make the already expensive costs of infertility skyrocket because of rising liability costs. Yeah, what the hell does this mean? I'm with them. Yeah. I mean, what, the, what does that mean? Yeah, let me give you some more information and then I'm then I'm going to answer that question. Now, nearly 100,000 babies who were born using IVF treatments, which is in vitro fertilization, uh, is more than 2% of all births. Now, before I get into some more details, I want you to take a listen to what this patient had to say and how they're pausing her treatment. Take a listen to that. Is IVF your last hope to have a baby? Yes, there is no other way. This morning, York got a phone call from her fertility doctor at the University of Alabama with the news. The hospital system is pausing all IVF treatments while it takes a closer look at the state Supreme Court's ruling that frozen embryos are considered people. Now, Nikki Haley chimed in on this. Um, she kind of said, made one statement and then she backtracked or some people say clarify. Uh, I want you to hear what she said about how she was an IVF patient because this will this is obviously going to become a political issue. And then she came back and said, no, that wasn't what I said on the King Charles show. Take a listen to that. And then Charlemagne, I'm going to explain how we got here. I mean, I think I mean, embryos to me are babies. So even I mean, those created through IVF. I mean, I had artificial insemination. Yeah. That's how I had my son. I didn't say that I agreed with the Alabama ruling. What the question that I was asked is, do I believe an embryo is a baby? I do think that if you look in the definition, an embryo is considered an unborn baby. And so, yes, I believe from my stance that that is. The difference is, and this is what I say about abortion as well, we need to treat these issues with the utmost respect. OK, I, I believe it was last week. Somebody called in on uh, Get It Off Your Chest and said, you know, what is reproductive rights? What are you reproducing? This falls under reproductive rights. So when you hear reproductive rights, it's not just about abortion. It's also about the ability to have a child, which IVF falls under. Mm -hmm. Now, this case stems from a wrong for death lawsuit. So, guys, three couples uh, whose embryos were lost at a fertility clinic in 2020. They, the patient wandered into the place where the embryos were stored, handled them, and accidentally dropped them. As a result, the embryos were destroyed. That's so the couple right. sought to sue the Center for Reproductive Medicine under the state's wrongful death of a minor act. Now, that law at that time only covered a fetus. It did not recover embryos. Right. So the lower court ruled uh, that embryos did not qualify as a person or a child. And, and that the wrongful uh, death lawsuit could not move forward. But then the Alabama Supreme Court came in, sided with the couples and ruled that the frozen embryos were considered children. So now that ruling um, said that uh, the wrongful death can apply to all unborn children, regardless of their location. Chief Justice, who is a conservative Chief Justice, Tom Parker, wrote that even before birth, all human beings have the image of God and their lives cannot be destroyed without effacing his glory. So that's how we got here. Yeah, I don't believe you should be held liable if you destroyed frozen embryos. Because, I mean, in the Alabama case, it was an accident. You know, yeah, he but she shouldn't have been in there. 
Ooh, was no accident. She that that lady. They, she said she been still, in. still was an accident. Like she didn't intentionally destroy the the embryo. She I think she said she burnt her hand or something. Something happened and she ended up dropping them. Yeah, but she shouldn't have even been in that room with the with the embryo. I, I don't know if she should have been in there or not. I didn't know you shouldn't be held liable if you accidentally destroy frozen embryos. If you're not supposed to be there and you're not a healthcare worker to be to be you know I guess moving the embryos around and you just what what are you doing in that room anyway? I have no but idea. But the larger, yeah. But the larger question is, guys, do we want to consider embryos as children? No. Why not? I if you can grow into a fetus, if these is if this is what I need to even have a baby. Yeah, I mean, if they have to be artificially inseminated, because that's what IVF is, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So if that's how it starts, I mean, we don't get fetuses without embryos. So. Yeah, but I to hold it, people liable and stay for, hold them liable for wrongful death of a minor for that situation, mm-hmm. yes. Because if you know, a lot of times it's, it's hard getting these embryos, right? And that's yeah, what people are trying to Yeah. So now this this lady got an embryo and she's expecting them. I'm sure they were going to implant it and she's expecting to have a baby. And you drop and three now of she them? can't. And she drops three of them. And you know, and, and as you get older, the eggs don't come as much for women. Like that's difficult. Like what? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, a, it was, it's a wrongful death lawsuit. Did they win? Did they win the lawsuit? Well, at at that level, it, it said that they did. Um, that's why it became this this issue on the Supreme Court. So it did grant them the wrongful death. Now I didn't dig into if they actually won that particular. I didn't get go down the water hole in that particular uh, couple. But because the, I want people to look at the larger thing, the slippery slope on if we're going to consider because this is what you're going go to you're go, you're go to jail for abortions now, right? Right. So the, I, I guess yes. we want to focus on this one case, but it's not just this one case. This is a conservative movement or push. And if you agree with it, that's fine. If you agree, if you're pro-life, that's fine. But we can't get caught up on this one particular case. The issue is, do you want to consider, just like they're arguing over the fetus and abortion, when does it become a child? They're mm. now saying that even your egg, you know, is considered a, a child actual child and it's okay if you want to agree with that but we got to be clear that that's what the the conversation is that's what the conversation is going to be politically that is what they're talking about when they're saying reproductive rights because i know conservatives love saying reproductive rights you just want to have an abortion no reproductive rights also gives people the right to have children to be pro-family to go through this process to spend millions of thousands of dollars remember we've had ebony k williams on the show talking about ibf I i don't think an embryo if something happens to an embryo it should be the same law as abortion but mm-hmm. in this in this other case it will be based off your logic though. no but in this other case where this woman went into a facility and had no right to be there and killed that embryo that's something different yeah but yeah, you but do, do realize you wanna... in these cases like remember like, with the girl that who had to uh didn't know she was pregnant and she had like the miscarriage on the toilet mm-hmm. they charged her right. yeah right so this is like, so, it's, as it's, it's a slippery slope yeah, no it's a slippery slope but like yeah because i don't i don't think it should be considered but in that case where somebody has paid the money and mm-hmm. went through the right process mm-hmm. and it, like Ted said this lady wasn't supposed to be in this room and mm-hmm. was in this room and, and, and dropped it and destroyed right. it but, it was but hers. should it be a child was, though was it that's hers? what I I believe so but should it but, I'm, but I want to ask you Envy you know as a father do you think it should be considered a child because no. we can't just do case by case which, which, this which is you kind of got to because when, yeah, in this because case it's, it's totally it's different because yeah because it's like, yeah, but, but I know it's, it's like different robbery you know what I mean yeah Right, but I know it's different, but the court is going to have to establish whether it's a child or not. So it, it, yeah. I know this particular case, but the taking issue the is, out, is it a child? I would child? say no. I would take that case out, yeah. I would say no. We got to take the case out of it and yeah, just decide, is no. are we going to consider this a child or not? Just like with abortion. Yeah. Is it a it, fetus is a child or is it a fetus? This is going to be an interesting conversation, guys, as people continue to move forward. Because remember... 
we talked about this before people are running on issues so democrats will be running on reproductive rights roe mm -hmm. versus wade conservatives will be running on immigration so this is a topic that's going to keep coming up because remember what happens in alabama can also happen in another state people start following this as a president so i just you know very yeah very i don't think i i kind of agree with envy i don't think this whole case should be used as a precedent for that but i know no. it will be because I'm, I'm looking at it now like she did she did go in there and just grab a handful of embryos. You know what I'm saying? Like, saying? You know what I'm saying? It says she walked into an unsecured doorway and removed several embryos from the cyrogenic nursery. The yeah. patient's hand was freeze burned by the extremely low temperatures, so she dropped them. Yes, yeah, right. But the chief justice—I know y'all want to keep talking about the case—but the chief justice, in his opinion, said before all birth, all human beings have the image of God. Now, in their you, lives. A, a crime so was committed. I, crime I don't know. If, committed, I don't yes. know if it was a wrongful death, right? But, but a, crime a crime was, was committed. committed, right? Absolutely. So maybe not wrongful death, maybe just a crime for going in and grabbing a hand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about so, no wrongful so death charging him for the but, you know, see, wrongful but, death of a minor, but yeah, a crime was committed. But think about it. We both have friends that that women who frozen their eggs, absolutely, and you know they get to an age where they don't have as many eggs anymore. So imagine yes. that's their last eggs and the lady just dropped their last the eggs and embryos. A crime was committed. Yes, crime I just don't know if it's a wrongful death <laughs> but it could against a minor. Wrongful death of a child. Of a child, See, that's yeah. what We got to be clear about this. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah, literally yeah. considering a child. I'm and with that, you. That's, yeah, so that that's the... Like I said, maybe a crime, but maybe not that. Yeah, you know, not wrongful death of a child. A crime was committed for sure. A crime was committed, yeah. Well, that don't is front anything. page news. Thank you, Tess. Absolutely. Oh, make sure you follow at Teslin Figaro on all social media platforms and subscribe to the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.
Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. On the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. All right, Afion Crocker will be joining us. He has a new flick, a hip-hop story that comes out February 23rd. We're going to talk to comedian Afion Crockett next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Afion Crockett. Welcome yeah. back, brother. Yeah. I'm back. How's it going? It's been a long time, too. Not that long, you know what I mean? But long enough. Yeah. You're here for a good reason, though, a hip-hop story. Come on, brother. Comes yes. out this Friday. Independent, you know what I'm saying? Independently, a hip-hop story. Um, and I wanted to really emphasize, because people are like, when they see a movie, right, mm-hmm. they always assume, why ain't they playing near me? How come it ain't at the theater right by my house? Well, because there's no big studio behind it. This is, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is me yeah. and my boy, Domaine. We just put this thing out. But it just it just happens to look great. And it has a great message. And it's it's for the culture, by the culture. It's amazing that Domaine looks so tall in person. <laughs> as opposed to how he looks in the film. In the movie, right? Because he plays uh, the Froway character. Freeway. Freeway. But he's going to have in the movie. for you, mm-hmm. Domaine. Mm-hmm. I so hope Charlie Mack then put in the car to let him know it's all fun and games. Uh-oh. Now, we spoke to him on live the other day. Freeway's our brother, man. He loves the energy around it. And he's a well, main did he character. See it? <laughs> it's easy to love the energy around it before you but see it. But he's seen us do the impersonation before, man. So it's all love, man. It's all love, Charlotte, man. You're trying to start I'm not. Yeah, I was just like, damn. Why, I was like, why Freeway getting, why freeway getting all these shots? What did Freeway Because he saves the day. He's the hero. What are you talking yeah, about? He yeah. got to go through a, a few trials and tribulations and, and jokes. It's a comedy. We got we to gotta make fun of people. We all get... Some strays. Yeah. And when you said this is uh, independent, it's completely independent. Um, shout out to you for writing and producing it, too. Like, Yes, ma'am. That's amazing. I love saying that because I love seeing us do things like that. You right. know what I mean? I like that. I want, just to piggyback what you said off of, like, how he trying to start stuff with the uh, the impersonations and people getting people to play them. Have, has anybody ever, like, been offended by you, like, doing impersonations or just... Nah. I'm friends with all these people, first mm-hmm. of all. And then... 
you know, I'm the guy that I'm the hip hop weird owl where I've become the guy that they know I'm showing love to them. And it's like a it's like I'm giving they know I'm giving them flowers. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's almost like a badge of honor. Like Nas asked me, man, why you ain't never did an impression of me? So when I when I hear a, a God MC mm -hmm. asking me to do an impression, that means I mean something to the culture. So this is a love letter to everybody in mm -hmm. the, in the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When, when I was watching the movie, the, the, the thing I kept thinking about was this is the only vehicle Avion could showcase all of these skill sets. In like, one place. In one place. Because you've been doing all these characters forever. For Facts. years. But it's like, I, I don't know if Hollywood would ever understand exactly what it is you do. Like, you would have right. to do this on your own. Well, that's, it's funny you picked up on that because that's why I originally wrote it. I wrote this back in 2008. Mm -hmm. So wow. when I did it, that was at a time me and Domain was doing all of the uh, the YouTube parodies. Mm -hmm. And everybody, every time I go somewhere, yo, do Jay-Z, do this, do that. And I was like, I'm tired of doing these goddamn impressions. Why don't I just put them all in one project so y'all can have all the impressions in one, one sitting mm -hmm. and I'm done with them. That's how I thought at, at the time. But now it's just like, all right, it's... I'm gonna use all my tools mm -hmm. and, to my advantage, you know. How many do you do in a movie? How many impersonations? I still haven't counted, but it's probably twelve. Russell, Jay, Jay, Luda, Cornell West, <laughs> Drake, Swiss, Swiss, Joe Budden. Swiss, Joe Budden. Did we say Cornell West? Cornell, Cornell, Cornell West. West. Um, yeah, Drake, uh, Will Smith, Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. Biggie's voice uh, for Cedric Rascal on the rap. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. Dang. We cooking. Dang. We cooking. But when I say it's independent, I mean, I literally paid for this movie with stand-up tour money. Mm. Wow. Right? He, mm. Demaine had all the, the cameras and the, the film <laughs> know-how. We both know how to edit. We both know how to produce. Mm -hmm. So this was really uh, an effort. So to see that, when I dropped that trailer, to see it spread around the internet as fast as it did within a day, and to see all the culture from Snoop to Exhibit to Cedric to Dion Cole, Russell Simmons, like everybody was posting this joint and just rallying behind it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just thankful to the culture for seeing it for what it is. I didn't you, think it was real at first. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You play so many games sometimes that I was like, <laughs> yeah, this ain't real. I was like, this ain't real. What do you mean? You, you I really always did. play. You I didn't think it was play. real. I was like, I mean, it's a funny trailer. Yeah, I, I thought it was too. like, a, like he's playing. a funny so trailer. So you thought it was like a sketch trailer. Yeah. I did. I can see that because <laughs> you always playing. I'm Rightfully like, so, I do play a lot, but you know, I'm I'm also very serious. I'm mad with you. I didn't realize it was a real movie until about two weeks ago. Because <laughs> I saw the trailer and I was like, "Oh, that's a funny trailer." Right. But then as I saw people like Charlie Mack and everybody keep posting it, then I saw the post. I'm like, "Oh, this is really a movie." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's so used to his parodies, but like, nah, it, it's. But we put if, if you see certain people post it. It's like, oh, well, it gotta be. It gotta it's be. Gotta be something certain people to it. don't play like that. Exactly. Still all the time. So yeah, you see Charlie. Yeah, Snoop. Mack Snoop is one of yeah. the biggest fans, man. He he's like really championing the movie right now too. Um, but again, this is my love letter to the culture. But we put some production value into it too. Like it ain't it ain't like some bootleg kind of no. cheesy movie. No, we got lighting, we got cameras, mm -hmm. we got the whole situation, and it's a it's a great story. What gave you the idea for the film? Because you said you started in two thousand and eight, but it feels so timely because last year was the fiftieth year. Yeah. of hip hop. Yeah, so I wrote it in 2008, and because I incorporated so much of hip-hop history and mm -hmm. the, the nostalgia, mm -hmm. that doesn't change. So the only thing I had to uh, change uh, reference-wise was some of, the, some of the newer references, like in the original script, when they were trying to go around and, and get the message of hip-hop back out to the culture, mm -hmm. we went to places like 106 and Park and Tavis Smiley Show. So mm -hmm. I just swapped that out for, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Funk Flex and Joe Budden and all that. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Did you ever consider not playing all those roles in the movie? The ones that I knew that I could play, I never considered, like, mm -hmm. 
switching them out. The only one that I I wasn't supposed to play was Ghost, the Ghostface mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we had a <laughs> we had a situation, and I had to step in mm-hmm. at the last minute and to do do what I had to do. But no, I I always wanted to showcase myself and my friends. Like mm-hmm. the main plays three characters: uh, Puff, Freeway, um, Mo D. Yeah, Mo. Oh, oh my cool God, yeah, 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 Body's yeah, cool, yeah, Mo yeah. D. In the in the flashback scene, the, yeah. we we showcase some really historic moments. So the the, the battle between Kumo cool D and Busy B, which was the the time when lyricism was now like the showcase. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we had Grandmaster Kaz and those guys doing it. Um, that was the battle that made people say, okay, I want to go away from party emceeing to lyricism. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to just showcase real moments in hip-hop history interlaced with comedy. How much homework did you have to do? Or did or a lot of this stuff you grew up on and you knew already? I knew a lot of it. A lot of it was already living in my brain. Uh, what I did do was research on like dates, times, um, people's ages, so it could be realistic to our portrayals of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? White theaters. White theaters? Yeah. Um, we have a, a, a deal with um, AMC. We have a, a close friend over there that presented the idea to us. And I'm like, the, the streaming game is, is amazing, um, but a movie like this, you need to see in theaters. Yeah. It's, a, it's a difference between looking at um, or listening to an album on your phone versus listen to it in the studio or yeah. in your car mm-hmm. like this is a hip-hop movie it's a musical right so the beats and the and the rhymes if you listen to it in a the theater like when we had our premieres mm-hmm. uh, the two screenings that we've had you see people in the theater like doing this they they nodding their head and they rocking and they're, they're cheering after the the finale song i won't say what it is but after that finale song they are cheering in the theater mm-hmm. so we wanted to have that movie going experience and because we have a, a connection over there with amc it just felt like a good look for us. Mm-hmm. You know, most movies have a thousand to, to four thousand. Those big budget movies, those superhero movies, they have four thousand locations. We were like, all right, give us a hundred and fifty and let us just work with that. And that's plenty for us because again, we're we we do not have big marketing dollars behind us. Yeah. It's my stand up money. <laughs> you yeah, understand let me? Them know, let them know. Come stand on now. up money. So you <laughs> call you called in a lot of favors too then. Of course, man. Yeah, this yeah, this yeah. game is all about relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean, even me being here with y'all, like mm-hmm. I just Put out the call, Eddie, and, and you know, y'all show love to me all the time. So I was like, yeah, well, I want to promote this indie movie, and that's why I'm here. So same with the movie. I called Cedric, Lil Rel. It was all text messages. Charlie Mack, he he put in calls. Um, Lil Mama came out. She played the MC Light role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everybody was perfectly cast. It was, it was everyone that I had in my mind that I wanted to, to, to play these roles. They all showed up for me. All right, when we come back, we got more with Atheon Crockett. There's a lot going on with comedians recently. We got to talk to him about it when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Atheon Crockett. His new movie, A Hip Hop Story, comes out February 23rd. I got a question. You get, you get tired of doing impersonations? Is it one of those things like, it's like, look, I'm tired of doing a goddamn impersonation? At the time when I when I wrote the movie, that's mm-hmm. when I was tired of it, because I was like, I want the, the world to see me for whatever. Now, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Love me for how you love me. You know what I'm saying? However you recognize me, however you, whatever you you take on, if you just know me from an Instagram post, it's all love. What's your I, favorite one to do? I don't have a favorite impression to do. I just I just do them. But my 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 favorite new one because it's been so well received in these screenings is, is Cornell West. I didn't. I never seen you do Cornell. I never seen anybody do Cornell. That's that hilarious. I've seen a couple people do it, um, but I just did my own take on them. But that was my first time doing them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no I didn't even know I could really do it, so I just told my makeup artist, I said, "Just give me the wig, give me the gap in the teeth." And once I had the whole 
garb on, Charlie Mack almost passed out laughing. <laughs> he just couldn't contain himself. It was just so funny to him. So that's when I knew the look was right on. <laughs> and then when the cameras came on, I was like, you know, I, I want to get down here <laughs> to the breakfast club. <laughs> Even though they don't have no eggs, bacon, <laughs> avocado toast. See, you see, you see. None of that. Charlamagne here. <laughs> Charlamagne <laughs> understands what the eyebrows mean to the black people, you see. You see. You see. Now, why do they have just sitting... <laughs> An agenda reveal chair. <laughs> you see, I don't know. Because she's the queen of the gender people. You see. You see. Does this immortalize those characters forever? Like do you even do of course. do you do Jay Z anymore? Do you do Russell anymore after he better. this? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you have to. I mean, they, those, the two that you just named, Jay and Russell, they're fans of my impression of them. Yeah. Yeah. Russell love it. And this movie is one of those movies that's going to live on forever. Mm -hmm. Even though we set out to do it with our hopes and, you know, we, let's see what it does. Let's, let's see if we can make a movie. Now that we have it done and you can see it, it's going to live on forever. What is hip hop culture to you, Avion? Because I, I always thought about this because even back in the day when y'all used to do the sketches, you and Nick, it always kind of felt like y'all was making fun of down south music. Nah. What we make fun of is lazy music. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it, that's that's the distinction in the movie. The the barbershop scene shows you that this conversation between old heads and young heads and old music versus young, it's always been a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, that mm -hmm. barbershop scene was about blues versus soul. Mm -hmm. So that's me pointing out saying, look, as old heads, we got to stop saying that the young generation is trash or mm. that they we just don't understand them we, mm. we're older we're not supposed to understand them yeah. but all of them are some of them are great the same way there's some garbage old mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody <laughs> in the 90s right. was not fire right. you know what That's I mean right. so we can't sit back and be like yo hip hop always been fire right. there was some garbage in the 80s and the 90s right <laughs> yeah. so there's some lazy young rappers and then we got Simba and we got La Russell we That's got right. some dope dope mm -hmm. guys out here Uzi Vert is a b-boy mm -hmm. you know what I mean he chooses to do songs like um, um, I Just Wanna Rock and that's him having fun he he has the, the, the creative uh, artistic freedom to do that yeah. but that dude's really a b-boy he will windmill on your ass he will do some flares he will <laughs> top rock on you so you can't say he's not of the culture so it's just to point out to say look we gotta stop bickering we use the young people as a device to get the the backpack character, J-Bum, to have something to be like, yo, man, hip-hop is f***ed up. But as we start going down the journey, black culture starts to be put on the spotlight. And the elites of the That's black culture like, yeah. start to be, you know, so we all are responsible for where we are as a culture. Because it, it wasn't about, you know, just hip-hop being bad. It was what the, the negative impact is having on people more yeah, so yeah, about yeah. that yeah more so about you know the 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 deaths and the drug overdoses it's been a lot more of that in the last 15 years mm -hmm. than it mm -hmm. than we've ever seen in hip hop mm -hmm. chris know? rock that's another character you played oh craig rock I yeah. about that with mm -hmm. the crime mm -hmm. and he did the yeah. whole <laughs> i love hip hop but i hate rap, rap. okay okay <laughs> yeah do a whole a whole i wanted to do a whole stand-up special in the movie of chris rock just talking about hip hop in the brilliant way that he he breaks down everything, mm -hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? 
I see you comedians are, are crazier than these rappers right now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I used to always say this in uh, interviews. I was like, man, comedians, we're not rappers, man. Let's let's not let's not beef with each other and, and do all that. But it, it's it's really there now. It's getting worse. Yeah. yeah. Why though? I don't know. I, I have nothing to do with it. I, I've never <laughs> yeah. been the guy that that uh, brings his personal beefs into the public. If I say anything about somebody, it's going to be positive. I have positive things to say about all these guys, but you know that that's not a popular message. So I just stay out of it. It has nothing to do with me. I don't I, I don't ever get involved in that kind of stuff. If I got a problem with you, me and you could talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. Like, why am I on a microphone talking about anybody? I'm going to just call you. And if we could work it out, we could work it out. If not, I just don't mess with you. Do you feel like it hurts or helps comedy? Like I think right it divides now. the audience. Definitely. It makes the audience have to choose and we're in such a, we're in a riding society. So people who want to choose, mm. uh, they want to rally behind whoever they think is whatever. And so, yeah, it, it definitely can divide the audience. And I think we're more, we're just more of a beautiful, creative people that we don't, I don't, it's, it's not me. We don't it's have to. It's not yeah, me. I agree. It's a riding society <laughs> and the best changes from moment to moment. False. Oh, what? What? what are you talking what you about? Say? Wait, 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 wait. Run that back. Wow. But over there. Wow. Keep it over there. Right. That's a new movie. That's a new what movie. What I'm trying to say is whoever people think is Why that person. Why do you person, try to say that? Yeah. Why are you trying to explain? <laughs> whoever people think is hot, they hop based on the moment. Whoa. Look, when like I it said was Cat in January, then it was Monique. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's Look, like. When I said it's a riding society, <laughs> we could have left the analogy. That's it. We that. got it. We understood. We understood it. God, God damn it, Charlemagne. Oh God, yo. Wow. It's just kind of weird. How involved is Charlie Mack in the making of this? Now? You gonna go from that to now, Charlie Mack? Nah, don't. You couldn't even have like a side. Charlie ain't gonna follow them. Charlie ain't gonna follow them. Um, no, Charlie. Charlie's big bro. He's he's hip hop. He's the connector. There's not a call that he will not make. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The first person that saw this movie in full was Will Smith because of Charlie Mack. Mm. Me and Charlie went to Will's theater and screened it for him. Will gave me 45 minutes of filmmaking gems after that. Just wow. wisdom. And he loved the movie. And, and we saw him at the uh, the 50th celebration of hip hop where he the first time he performed again. Mm -hmm. And he was telling people back, say, yo, yo, Atheon has this movie. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> he plays like 40 people, right? <laughs> Great. But yeah, that's what it's Charlie Mack. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever think about having the real characters in? Because there's a moment where Fred Rose in there. Trash. Yeah. We wanted to have a, a mix of that just to make it grounded yeah. to make it feel valid mm -hmm. to make it really feel like they were sitting next to a Russell and then when you see Jay you really want to feel like it's Jay so yeah we did purposely sprinkle in some real OGs right. um, just to yeah give it that real hip hop grounded feeling alright we got more with Atheon Crockett when we come back so don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning right, we're still kicking it with Atheon Crockett we are the Breakfast Club DJ Envy Jess Larry, Charlemagne the God his new movie A Hip Hop Story comes out February 23rd Charlemagne were you concerned about portraying Russell because of like the controversy surrounding him? I wrote it in 2008. So, gotcha, gotcha. you know what I mean? Before all of that stuff happened, I made the movie about the culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I was it wasn't a, a thing to emphasize anybody's cases. I don't I'm not in that world, mm -hmm. so I don't I don't know. So yeah. I just made it funny enough and universal enough to where it's about the culture and we're just telling a story about hip hop. If you tell a story about hip hop, you can't tell it without talking about Russell. I mean, you can't he tell it without talking about Diddy. You have to. He contributed. And then we also wanted to do 
characters that we could convincingly portray. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's somebody that I've been doing impressions of for so long. And then the whole yoga thing, like me mm-hmm. and my and my tidy whities <laughs> I just thought it was a funny device to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to have a narration of him with the lisp, the mm-hmm. whole movie, why not? Hilarious. Are you Morgan Freeman you, moment? You think you're going to offend the lip, lisp community? You mean like yourself? Yes. Did you? Were you, were <laughs> me, you offended? Shana Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> were you offended watching the movie? No. Don't well, be trying to call out no other lispers <laughs> like no lispers. Nah, don't. No. Don't do that. Me, Shana Sharp. No, don't do that. The lispers. The lispers. The lispers. Yeah, they get mad. They be spitting all over the place. Don't be doing all that. Outside protesting and spitting. Yes. He go to the club. He be like, am I on the list? <laughs> so where can we find this movie off right AMC yes. it's all limited AMCs. not Ooh, all okay. no no it's, okay. it's very limited it's only 159 okay <laughs> 159 go to amctheaters.com search a hip hop story and just see where it pops up in your area it's mm-hmm. 159 locations and uh, yeah the people will determine how successful this movie is in theaters and then we'll we'll figure out the streaming deal or the streaming platform that we want to go to after that but right now, if you want to enjoy the movie, you'll see it this weekend. What's considered a success? Like, what would you need to like make your money back and some profit? <laughs> this, this is <laughs> he a bird. He's like a bird. Eighty million. <laughs> Eighty to a hundred million. That'd be fantastic. That would be great. Period. That'd be amazing. That'd be First great. Big. Eighty okay. million, Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Bob Marley just did seventy. We Which love that. Yeah, movie. worldwide. Yeah, yeah salute, to, salute to the Marley film, man, for mm-hmm. sure. I'm about to ask, Sue, would you do a sketch so early? Did you get your, the, your necessary, I should say, profit or check from YouTube? Because you were doing it before it was cool. Oh my yeah, God, nah, I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't. They didn't even have the partner program when I was doing it. You know what I mean? The only thing that I got at the time, we would get like some brands. I'd be like, hey, man, we'll give you a couple of dollars to throw this brand in here or whatever. But for the most part, no, we just got clout, props, and I, I, I learned the social media game before a lot of people were on it which is what makes me still relevant to this day because mm-hmm. I'm not the old head I was never the old head that was like man f- these young f- just hilarious mm-hmm. she using her phone that's cheating mm-hmm. I embraced it from day one because I if you can use any platform why wouldn't you use it yeah why would you be that yeah I always say like that's the that's as dumb as when they put power win- we're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel it's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Those in cars, you the old man. I need to roll that down. Don't I don't want to push no buttons. I need to roll down. It made me more comfortable with how I feel about things. You not a real. You not rolling it down. You ain't real. Right. What? Use every platform and just adjust to the times. Other than stand up, sketch is the hardest comedy to me though. Why? It's very difficult. Because he's not good at it. I don't, oh, think, yeah. I don't think many are, though. That's right. Yeah. I don't That's think right. many people are. In the no, history of comedy, I don't think there's been too many people who are funny at sketch. Well, there's a difference between skits and sketches. Absolutely. Ooh, okay. Online is where you see a lot of skits. Okay. And a lot of it is, you know, rehashed. People are borrowing from this person, that person. And it's all good. Like, it, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. So somebody's going to think about the same idea, right? But long-form sketch, that's why In Living Color was so impactful. Absolutely. That's why Saturday Night Live is an institution. Chappelle. Right? Chappelle yeah. show. Long-form. Listen, Chappelle was so unorthodox with sketch. He broke the mold, right? Some, some episodes, he did traditional sketch. Three minutes. Let's go to commercial break and come back to an, another whole new sketch. The Rick James and the Prince, a Charlie Murphy story. 
was the entire episode. Where, where, where? So he broke the mold. He told a long-form sketch yeah. in 30 minutes, yeah. and it was funny every time they yeah. came back, mm-hmm. and it just kept upping the ante. Mm-hmm. So sketch is a whole different art form, and you have to know how to write. You have to understand story, and it takes you to a different level. Skits, that's that's what people do on the internet, and, and it's great. Like mm-hmm. It's making them money, but if you want to entertain people and be able to hold their attention and do a film... Or long form sketch, you have to know how to write. You have to know some old school principles. I never thought about the difference between sketch and skit. And skit that yeah. makes sense. Why, why do you think you know early on you didn't take off with sketch the way you should have? I think. How do you? I, mean? remember, I remember Short Circuit back in the day. That right. was like what oh seven. That was yeah. before Key and Peele. Yeah, that was Nick's show. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think. Um, I think at some point there were sketch was oversaturated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And networks didn't want to take the chance on it I mean Fox mm-hmm. gave me a chance to do it but they put me with all the wrong executives when I had to explain to them who Manny Pacquiao and Drake were Lord at the time I was just like wow Never this, mind. This, this is the journey that we're on <laughs> huh so you know it's just the wrong people doing this so that's why I I went to YouTube mm-hmm. and just started doing my own ideas because it's like why, why am I waiting around for somebody to give me anything right I've, we've always been like let's just do it let's just go shoot it so I feel like sketch has gotten me everywhere. Absolutely. You know what I mean? How you might judge it, because you missed the numbers and want to know budgets, <laughs> it might be a different measuring stick. You've always been one of the best doing sketch. Oh, but thank you. Oh, thank you, Charlamagne. That just shows me that you know Hollywood don't know what the f- they be talking about. 95% no, they don't. They don't. That's why we do our, our own independent movies. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you can't audition for the same cast and directors all the time because they want to a lot of them like to hire their friends and you know it's that thing too when you show them what it is you want to do it changes the conversation for you you know what I mean it's the same thing that uh, Ryan Coogler Michael B did with Fruitvale Station like they made a movie about a very serious real life event but they presented themselves as no we are those Mm. guys we really know how to make these stories come to life and that's what me and Domain did with a hip hop story. And you've been building that base online for so long that those same people will show up this Friday. That's right. Uh, man, come on. S- say it again, Charlamagne. I forgot what I said. No, what? say it again. You said the same people. Yes, you've been building your base online for so long that those same people are going to show up uh, this Friday. There you go. That's yeah. right. A hip hop story. You got a real base. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, the hip hop mm-hmm. story is out this Friday, and we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you having me, on man. Thank you, Charlamagne, for bringing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Larry and Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to Jess with the mess. News is real. News is real. Jess Larry, Jessica Robin Moore, Jess don't do no lies. Jess is going to bring numbers. Jess with the mess. And news is real. On the Breakfast Club. I'm going to be no the distance. Keep it all all right, so this has been swarming around social media. It's been on every blog site. It started on TikTok. Her name is uh, Risa Tessa's. Uh, Risa Tessa. She has a, a viral story. Who the F did I marry? Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the story about her her ex-husband being a pathological liar. Mm-hmm. Um, she took the TikTok, and this, she tells us how she met. They, they met him online. Uh, she met him online. They met on two different apps, though, Facebook dating app and Hinge. And he had two different names on the profile so she didn't realize that it was the same person in the beginning but it was a running joke in their relationship because he actually did come clean about it to her she didn't even notice that so she already like 
I, I don't like to call women like dumb, but oh, it's boy. like, yo, how you, you didn't you're even from Baltimore. know that? Y'all call everybody dummy. No, we nah, but that's that's the good dummy. This was like dumb. Like okay. how you <laughs> ain't even okay. know that the, the same guy you on both of these apps and the guy, the same guy is on both of the apps. He just used a different name, different picture, and all that. But anyway, anyway, but she would know her husband, all right. Yeah, but they, this before they got married. Okay. Play number one. We met in March of 2020. Georgia got shut down, locked down um, two and a half weeks later. We got married January of 2021, and we were divorced August of 2021. So keep in mind that this story is spanning March of 2020 until about June of 2021. We met online. My tire blew on my way to our first date. And he met me at a gas station, fixed my tire, then took me to go get another tire paid for it and i just thought oh my god this is the beginning of a beautiful romantic story <laughs> by the way their first date was at cheesecake factory so she not one of them you know okay care about that you know what i'm saying um <laughs> so she also had said that they that he had fake phone calls like he wasn't talking to nobody when he would act like he was talking like he was faking phone calls in front of her and why it, like the whole time play number two every morning he would get on the phone with his brother we'll call his brother john and he would be like hey babe um john said good morning and so i would just say hey john you know call out hey john and you know he would he he would relay back and forth what I said to John, what John said to me. So he was like, I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Like, she, I know I'm gonna marry her. I know it. He said everything I wanted to hear. Love bombing 101. This man wrote the book. So he talked to his brother every day. He talked to his friends every day. It wasn't until he got kicked out of my house in June of 2021 that I found out every single phone call was made up. He was never on the phone. You ain't never talked to nobody. This man ain't never had nobody on speakerphone. How she know that though? Nothing. How she know it was fake? She she reveals that she ended up talking to um a couple of his family members that she had reached out to after she started doing some digging and investigating. But he he hasn't mm. spoke to his brother since 2015 when their mom died. Uh, he actually don't have no friends, is what she said. And then she goes on to say about the job that he lied about. He told me when I first met him that he was a VP at his company. He was looking to buy a house. His job was VP of a major condiment company. It is fair to note he paid every bill. He gave me spending money. Truth is, he was a temp. So he would call me and what? he a would temp. pretend temp. to reprimand employees who couldn't see that he had a Bluetooth thing in his ear. <laughs> he would pretend to take phone calls from the company president who needed his help on something. But he was a temp. He was a temp forklift driver. There's nothing wrong with a forklift driver, but he was pretending to be a VP. So she had got pregnant, right? And then they had a miscarriage. Now, when she went to the hospital, she called him. Uh, she had the people call him or whatever. And he acted like his assistant. And, you know, now he's a forklift driver and he's also a temp, but he acted like he was the CEO of his own company. He answered the phone acting like the assistant, like, oh, he can't make it in right now. That's because he really couldn't leave work. What? The whole time. Yeah. He, his baby was about to be born, but he couldn't leave work. No, the baby was gone. Uh -huh. It was miscarriage. You uh -huh. know what I mean? So, I hear. Uh, this is good. Yeah. Is this the story? No, it's more. It's more, yeah, it's like more, it's more. So just wait. All right. So <laughs> we actually. He actually, uh, social media users, they found the ex-husband and they revealed his identity and he shared his own video and he addressed the story being told. Um, play number four. I'm going to address the rumor, Risa Tisa, ex-wife, who straight line to y'all. It's, um, 
to say it because it's completely false. <laughs> More to the point, I haven't decided who I'm going to talk to exactly or go on whose page or whatever. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know that she lied about everything. Follow her, don't follow her. That's up to you. All that stuff she said, it's complete lies. What is going on here? Yo, he said they went to marriage counseling and it didn't work and we broke up. He said he left her and he said... Uh, Stop lying to these people before I tell them the real reason. You cheated. I caught you in the house with Bradley. Who's Bradley? Yeah, I don't know, yo. I don't know, but that, that's, that's this the This is trapped story. in the closet 2024. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I hear a lot of big back behavior. Does she have a big back? She do She do give Sheila that was driving up the mountain. Okay, okay. Yeah, she, she Sheila did. was beautiful, though. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. You talked about the big back, yeah, not the, big the face. Back. Yeah, she, you're right, you're she's right. cool. What's your thing with big backs? No, I'm just saying, because in a situation like this, some of you big backs, y'all got to stop being so thirsty for a man. There's a man out there for you, okay? This woman believed all of this because she wanted to believe all of this. Big back belief? Mm-hmm. Isn't like everybody else's belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, she said it herself. He mm-hmm. said everything I wanted to hear. Yeah. She wanted to believe whatever was coming out of his mouth because she wanted a man so bad. And then I seen him, and he actually looked like her. But what's interesting? Right. Is he had he, a big back too. They, no, no, no. Oh. I couldn't see his back. Okay. I, we only saw hers because she was sitting in the car for the whole time she was talking. Okay. Um, sun up to sundown. It's, it's a fifty-two part series on TikTok. That fifty-two. Fifty-two. Parts? TikTok got yep. parts. I I don't know. We we seen Shalon Jackson, Monique's son. He did. 20 of them so she did 52 okay maybe I don't believe this story his ex-wife no that's crazy because his ex-wife came out he was married before ex-wife and said the same thing happened to her yup so he just and he he from Philly yo really yeah they met in Georgia but he from Philly where's she from I don't know. She just be in a car. I don't know where she's she from, but she, I don't know yet. How big is she? Because you said the tire blew up. Oh, you know how Sheila was. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, she, you know, she don't fit in the frame. Like, you can see, like, she I'm got right. the. It got don't matter how big her back is. No, no it, it don't. It don't. No, big, no, it does, because this is big back behavior. She was thirsty for men. And this is also a good Tubi movie. Yeah. She, Somebody she, get these 52 parts to transfer. Pretty girl. Yeah, she is a pretty girl. Well, salute to her. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, so, but it this story like she was is very thirsty. Yeah, absolutely. And the story is everywhere, so I, I had to cover it. And it's a little, it's a little funny because like Haynes, there's no crime involved. He didn't steal any money from her. He didn't like nothing. I thought it was going to be like a big ending, like oh, he stole from me. He nothing. One of the producers just texted us and said he also has a big back. Oh my god! <laughs> so this is big back <laughs> behavior all across the board. Huh? Yo, hey, Jeff, I don't even know why I read that. I don't even know why I read that. Wow. I didn't have to read that. I didn't have to read that. <laughs> wow. Are we gonna get up here for an interview, both of them? If we got room. <laughs> I can see I the Tubi y'all. movie now, though. The Big Back Theory. Let's go. The Big Back Theory. Let's go. Let's the make Big this. Back Theory. <laughs> Let's make My this goodness. right now. All mm. right. Well, that is just with the mess. Mm-hmm. Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? Man, four after the hour. Uh, we all have to make better choices in life, okay? I understand sometimes you know, when it comes to our kids, it's hard not to lead with emotion. But I need uh, Lindzina Sutton of Syracuse, New York, to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her this morning. All right. We'll do that next. And then after that, just fix my mess. If you're having relationship problems or any issues in your relationship, 800-585-1051. Jess to help you fix your mess. I right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You're checking out The Breakfast Club. Your execution on the donkey of the day is something to behold. Is it a read? He gave me donkey of the day and I deserve it. People need to know. Well, you need to tell them. I am. you have the voice. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. It's time for donkey of the day. It's a read, but you're so good at it. You're trying to be a fake-ass Charlemagne. There's only one Charlemagne in the world. Damn, 
Charlemagne, who you giving donkey of the day to? <laughs> uh, donkey of the day for Thursday, February 22nd goes to a young woman named Lindsay Sutton. Lindsay is 32 years old. She is from Syracuse, New York. She is the mother of a middle school student at Lincoln Middle School. Uh, you know, I have four beautiful daughters. We all got kids in this room. Uh, Jess got a son. Envy got 13. Six. Six. Yes, you know, and I totally understand the protective parental nature that a parent possesses, okay? None of us ever want to be in a situation where we feel like our child has been violated or bullied, hurt in any way, because it's virtually impossible to not react with emotion when it comes to your kids, okay? Logic, strategy, all that goes out the window when it comes to our babies, but it can't. Okay, we can't say things like control your emotions or your emotions will control you, but then you know, say when it comes to our kids, it's okay to let our emotions be in control. No, I actually believe when it comes to your kids, you should be in more control. Because if someone does something to my child and then I do something that may cause me to be taken away from my child, then the person who will really suffer in that situation is my child. Of course me, but if I'm not here for my child, then that defeats the whole purpose of being a parent. So I can understand why Lindzina felt the way she felt, but that doesn't mean the way she reacted wasn't stupid. Okay, that's what Donkey Today is all about, giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. Now, I have to say, what makes this story even worse is that Lindzina was accompanied by her mother. Okay, the child's grandmother. And what had happened was, according to the mother and grandmother, their baby was a victim of repeated bullying. Okay, the grandmother said she's been slapped, she's been kicked, they've broken her glasses three times, they've broken cell phones twice, and all they got from the school is, well, what was she doing? They made her out to be the problem, according to the grandma. So now apparently the daughter and her teacher got into it because the teacher disciplined her for allegedly lying about her whereabouts during the school day. The daughter apparently told the teacher, my mom will handle this. The teacher must know mama don't play no games. Okay, Lindzina must have a reputation in Syracuse because the teacher is described as a fearful staffer who filed an official complaint with the school, and rightfully so, because Lindzina and her mom came to the school and they wasn't playing. Okay, they tried to make their way past security. Grandma couldn't get in. But Lenzina's only 4'10". Okay? <laughs> so she, um, this is true. She's only 4'10". She put her hoodie on, and she blended in with the students. She got in, and this is what happened. Let's go to ABC 6 for the report, please. The suspect apparently used her hood to hide and was short enough to blend in with the students during the morning rush. She was then able to get through school security without even being noticed, at least at first. Investigators say she intentionally came to Lincoln Middle School last Friday looking for her daughter's teacher because of what had happened between that student and the teacher the day before. The teacher apparently writing her up for being missing from class. The 31-year-old mother is now accused of repeatedly punching the teacher in the face, breaking her nose and nasal passage bones. These are injuries that you don't often see in boxing matches, so they're quite serious. Damn, mama got hands. Wow. That was ABC 9 for the news report, by the way. Uh, Lenzina was highly upset uh, about what was happening to her daughter at school, and she took it, she took it all out on this one teacher. Okay, it's that simple. She didn't like her daughter being bullied. She didn't like whatever her daughter came home and told her about the teacher. And she damn sure didn't like the school not doing anything about her repeated complaints. So she decided that she wanted to become Gervonta Tank Davis for the day and make this teacher a personal punching bag. Now she's charged with burglary and assault. What the hell did she steal? Okay, I know she stole off on the teacher, but does that count as a burglary? No. Now, Grandma said she feels bad for the teacher. Can we hear what Grandma had to say? Grandma, Grandma spoke. The first words Roxanne Tompkins spoke to us today were, I'm sorry the teacher got hurt. That was never supposed to be that way. And I apologize for, you know, and I hope she recovers. And mm. there's 
always a better way to, to handle stuff. And we were going to talk at the school to have a conversation. Sutton's mother says the anger Sutton felt stemmed from bullying that her daughter was facing in school mm. and that it had gone unresolved. Grandma, you got to tell your daughter that. Okay, if you did tell your daughter that, she didn't listen and she went rogue. Now, I have another scenario, and that scenario is the kids who were bullying her daughter were some of the kids who saw Mama beat down the teacher. They say 25 kids saw Mama beat down the teacher. Mama had to make an example out of the teacher in front of the students to let them know, stop playing before I do this to someone you love. Mm. Okay, Lenzina couldn't put hands on the kids. She was smart enough to know that, but she had to make an example out of an adult. See, I, Leonard McKelvey, as a parent, I threatened to beat daddies up. Okay, that's my thing, all right? Praise God none of my kids have gone through any bullying, but you don't just, you know, go to the school when the child is being bullied. No, 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 no. You got to go to the source. You got to go to the penis from which they came. Okay, daddy, got to go see daddy, and you got to let daddy know if your child keeps bothering my child, then the next time we see each other, it's going to be an issue between us because you are the head of your house, and I told you what the issue is, so now I'm expecting you as a father to handle it, okay? If you don't, then we got issues. That's where Lenzina went wrong. You wasn't supposed to do that to a teacher, even though I'm sure it was very effective, okay? You put the fear of God into those kids, I'm sure. And parents, because parents are probably telling their kids right now, leave Lenzina child alone after this, okay? But Lenzina, you should have asked your child who is the main protagonist that's bullying you and then run down on their mama and tell their mama to tell their child cut it out. If the child don't stop, then catch her mama at a back-to-school night and handle your business, I don't know why I said any of that just now. What right, I really wanted right. to say, what I really wanted to say was uh, people, don't let your emotions distract you from doing what needs to be done. Control your emotions or your emotions will control you. There was a better way to handle this situation and Lenzina's way was not the way. Please give Lenzina Sutton the biggest hee-haw. I do respect Lenzina though. Because if you really got an issue with a person, swing on them. I'm tired of y'all yeah. just being mad for the sake of being mad, getting on social media, ranting, you know, sending out your little tweets and all that. You got a real issue. Put your hoodie on and thug it on out. Go you, swing on him. You just said you'll beat a man's penis. I ain't say that. Yes, you did. That's not what I said. You, you gotta said go strictly to, to the penis the source, that they came from and beat it. That's, yes, what, that's what, what you said. said. I said that's you what I heard. To the source, which is the penis. The source, and I you beat go it. to the penis from which they came. I'm using that as an as a. So why couldn't you just say go to your father or yeah, your go mother? To the, yeah, you go just to the, gotta be the man. Yo, Dang. you said I go to radio and it's wordplay. You know, okay. You're gay. Crazy. Y'all want everything to be gay. That's what you said. That is crazy. That I is go crazy to the though. sauce, which is the penis. And I, I didn't say the it. sauce. I said the sauce. Okay. That is crazy. That That's is it. crazy. Nothing about beating it either. Lizzie. But if you got to do that, because you can't lose. <laughs> you can't lose when you See? run down on somebody See? over your kids. See? So you might run down on this person and they might get the best of you and you might have to go to the penis. I mean, she's short enough to actually be out of with somebody. Do what you got to do. Oh, Don't get man. beat up in front of your kid. Uh, <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
Do what you got to do. I feel you. All right. Well, that sound like a young grandma, too. It sound yeah. like a very young grandma. Yeah. Well, no. I, you tripping. She, <laughs> she no, don't sound she like she's young. Yeah, yeah. she's 32. I give about 52. Yeah. That's a young, no, she that's a young like grandma. She's been through some things. No, 52, 55. 52, 55. That's a young grandma. That's a young grandma. Yeah. Nah. All right. Maybe, I, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't know how old my grandma was when I was a baby. I got to do the math. I never mm-hmm. thought about it. I don't know either. Yeah, I never thought about it. It's older. I bet you when we was, if we, if we do the math on our grandmas, I bet you our grandmas were like 50 something. Nah, my grandma was old. She was like 70. But because she was, so say if she did hit one of the kids, like, or beat up the, the kids that. Bullied because her child. Of her, yeah, because of her size, though. No. No? no? <laughs> she's she's, she's 32. She 4'10". It don't matter. She's 32. She's going to prison. All right. Well, mm. thank you for that donkey today. Mm. When we come back, just fix my mess. Mm. 800-585-1051. If you have relationship problems or issues, you can call Jess right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. X about me relationship problems. X about me. You need to beat your coworker's ass. X about me. Your coworker need to beat your ass. Call it up. It's Dr. Jess, and I'm here to fix your mess. Fix your mess. It's getting very much messy. Let me fix this. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Jess Fix My Mess. We have Jasmine on the line. Jasmine, good morning. Good morning, honey. Good morning. How are y'all? Good. good. What's, What's your question? Uh, so I've just gotten out of a 10 year, 10 year relationship, sorry. And I met this guy like two months after my breakup from my 10 year relationship. He's a good guy, you know, he does a lot for me. Um, but he's starting to call my children his children, like take care of them like his girls, even after two months. I'm not physically attracted to him, but he does a lot for me. So I just want to know how do I break it down to him that, you know, I just want to be friends because he's talking about marriage and we've only known each other for like two months. Hmm. So you, you like the fact that he does everything for you like a husband, but you don't like the fact that he's trying to, you don't like the other things about it. So you, you, you like, yeah. you like certain things. Oh, okay. So yeah, because I just got out of a ten relationship, so I'm not really looking to be in another relationship after that did. But I don't want to like hurt his feelings. Did you tell him that though? Yeah, and he he agreed to it. You know, you know, we don't have to rush and stuff like that. He said things like that, but he's still like into like you know, I want you to be my wife. I want to be in a relationship and things like that. But I'm not. That's not what I'm looking for. Okay, but you bought him around your children, right? Well, he actually drives to my dad. So when he comes to pick up my dad, I live like next door to my dad. He sees my kids outside playing. So, you know, he just interacts with them whenever he sees them. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's not really about hurting his feelings at this point because you seem very strongly about, about you know, your decision. If you were upfront with him, like, because a lot of us women, and I'm going to say myself mm-hmm. as well, a lot of us tend to... You know, we we lie, you know, just to protect somebody's feelings. And and we do not keep it as 100 as we know we should. You know what I mean? And then the guy be all in love or whatever. And then we we will stay in the situation as long as we're benefiting from some part of it. And it seems like that's what you're doing. Yeah, I think you should definitely sit down and talk to him. It's not really about hurting his feelings. You can tell him that. You can start off like that. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I really don't want to hurt your feelings. But... Remember, I told you at the beginning, I'm just getting out of something very serious. And I, I just wanted to date. Dating is not really being a committed relationship. I, I, I'm having fun, but I, I just don't want to get too serious right now. And then, you know, regret it later because I'm actually not fully healed from my previous relationship. Tell them that. Right. Okay. Thank you, gotta, you so much. Yes, girl. When they call me back next Thursday. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Good luck. All right. Thank you. All right. 
She lying. Just fix my mess. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or anything like that, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the real deal. Help me. Help me. Oh, my God. I'm all up in your mess. I'm going to fix it. Fix it. Fix my mess. Fix it. Fix it. Just going to fix your mess because my advice is real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Jess Fix My Mess. We got Jessica on the line. Jessica, good morning. Morning, Jess. Good morning. What's your question for GS? Okay. So here's the situation. So I have a situation that told me before she came here to visit me in the U.S. that she wanted to keep it platonic and stay friends because she wanted to overcomplicate things and it was time for her to leave and with my kids and everything like that. Well, now she's here with us and it hasn't been platonic <laughs> obviously at all. And she's um, here for the next week also. So we still got a whole another week from today. She what? Next week? Say it again, boo. She's here for the next week. Is she there so right she, now? Because you was whispering. No, I'm not whispering. It's just, it's just how, yeah, she's there, but she's downstairs. Okay. But anyway, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> she expresses that when she does leave next week, she wants it to go back to being platonic and us travel together. How's that going to work? What? She want to go back <laughs> to y'all being friends and y'all just travel together? Yeah. Okay. So she has somebody else in that other country. What other country might that be? London. Yeah. She got somebody over there, mate. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm telling you, she does because... She's in love, you know, she she came over here, she fell in love with you, she wanted to have a a platonic relationship, she moved in with you, is what you're saying, Why for her time? No, 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 she lives there, Mm. we've been talking forever, like, we're on the phone for nine hours at a time, it's like crazy, but before, right before she came, I I figured she was just like panicking or something, Mm. but when she said it, she said it right before she came. Well, how do you feel? I love her. You love her. You fell in love with her. But you already knew That's from the like, job. I fell in love with her before I was ever physical with her. Oh. Like, this has been an emotional thing for yeah. a year. Yeah. So that's hard. Mm. And I think, I don't know, man. I think she's playing games, to be honest with you. Because um, does she know how you feel about her? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's playing games. Because you're not going to play with me. You're not going to break up with me. We go back to being friends. But now we can travel together. That's not what I want to do. I fell in love with you before we even got physical, intimate, or any of that. And then now you're going back to London. Now, I understand that. And I knew that from the jump. But mm, if you're going to break it off, break it all the way off. Can't nobody play with your heart like that. Not all the way over there. Neither. What are you considering? What you, what you want to do? See, that's the thing. We talked about either her moving here or us moving there. Mm, it's more of an inconvenience for you, right? Because you have kids. That's why she was going to come here. But she was trying. So there, her money that she makes is like 80 thousand a year. Here, her money would be like 990000 a year. Mm. But she can't find a job equivalent because they're only offering her fifty to sixty for what she does. She's an engineer. Ooh. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's, a, that's a sticky one. Y'all going to have to do the long distance thing until one of y'all can figure out what, what happens. I mean... I wouldn't say but love. It ain't no long distance thing if she's telling me that she wants to have a platonic when she leaves. Well, then there you go. You gotta leave her, and you can't allow her to play games <laughs> with you, and don't get flued out being dumb, Neva. Like no, like you, you <laughs> have to stick to your guns because you're in love with this girl, this woman. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I was married for seventeen years mm. and stayed single for six, and then it's been her for the past year. 
Yeah, nah, don't, don't, don't play yourself. You know what I mean? She don't, about to seduce you, just ah, while you saw whispering. Don't play yourself, cause she whispering. <laughs> you know, so yeah, don't, don't play yourself, boo. Um, and are you telling me I have to go all the way back to Oklahoma, lonely? Aw, man, it's just a jaw and a scrap on. You can find that in Oklahoma. No, that is not what it is. Oh, gosh. (laughs) No, but that's not what you have to do. You can actually put yourself first. That if you look at it more like that, that's putting yourself first. Because, nah, (laughs) trust me, this is a sign. Platonic, please. Not at that. I'm in love with you. we done. I'm sorry. Okay. Good luck, boo. Good luck. Thank you. No problem. She's gonna cry. Damn, yo. She lying too. She ain't gonna listen to you. Yeah, she not. No, no. It's alright. It's alright. All right. Well, just fix my mess. 800 585 1051 now. We got Jess with the mess coming up? Yes, we do. Uh, Tiffany is updating us on how oh, she feels. Lord. You know, just, <laughs> just 826, just at 15%. Yeah, 15%. <laughs> <laughs> got you. We got, we got to plug her in. We got to charge her. I just got finished helping people, man. <laughs> we got to charge her up. Yeah, uh, but we'll, Tiffany, we, we got to do a re- We got to update y'all on what she's saying. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. You mean. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yo. Phone service is still out, by the way. Not mine. Wow. If you have AT&T, they're going through a bunch of problems this morning, and phone service is out. So it's not you. You, you probably paid your bill, or maybe you didn't. But it's not because of the bill. It's because the service is just out. Just It is what it is. That's crazy. Have no service. It still works on Wi-Fi if you got a Wi-Fi connect. But if you're out, out of that Wi-Fi zone... You're on your own, but let's get to Jess with the mess. Uh-huh. Jess, news is real. News is real. Jess Hilarious, Jess the Robin Moore, Jess don't do no lying. Jess is going to bring numbers. Jess with the mess, and this is real. On the Breakfast Club. I know they know the difference. Keep it up, stop. Oh, man. Heidi Broadbent dies at 39. Um... HIV AIDS activist Heidi Broadbent, she passed away. She gained media attention for being a part of America's first generation of children born HIV positive in the late 1800s. It was presumed that Broadbent was born with HIV, but she was not diagnosed until she was three. Um, she spoke to Magic Johnson on Nickelodeon on a Nickelodeon special about HIV and AIDS in 1992. Um, that was around the time where he at first uh, came out saying mm-hmm. that, you know, he was diagnosed with it as well. And um, this is what he said, you know, she was saying on that show. Activist Hydea Broadbent has died. Her father, Lorne, announced the sad news on social media, saying in part, despite facing numerous challenges throughout her life, Hydea remained determined to spread hope and positivity through education around HIV AIDS. Broadbent was left at birth at a Nevada hospital before she was adopted by Lorne and Patricia Broadbent. Doctors at the time said she had a life expectancy of only five years. She made the world cry when, as a six-year-old, she explained her desires to basketball star Magic Johnson. I want people to know that we're just normal people. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to cry. Idea Broadbent was 39 years old. Yo. Rest in peace to Hydea Broadbent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely sending her family healing energy. Mm-hmm. So I did notice she was adopted. The, um, the fact that they had only given her a five-year lifetime expectancy and she lived to be 39. Well, that was back in the day before there was really any like treatment kid, or medicine, know, yeah, medicine or anything like that. like that. Did she pass from the complications of HIV and AIDS or was it something else? 
because there's with so much treatment now. People are saying, you know, people living yeah, into their eighties, nineties, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that was actually made unclear as of right now. Her okay. father uh, is the one. Lauren Broadbent is actually who um, announced it early on Facebook yesterday. He didn't specify her cause of death, but um. Sure. She was also on Oprah when she was 11, yo, and she was so cute. She had her little nose ring, and that that's the video that's been going viral and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, uh, I don't even want to play the audio. It's just so sad. It's like, I don't Absolutely. even want to play it. But, yeah, prayers out to our family, and um, God rest our soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany Haddish gets emotional when responding to backlash for her Israel trip. Tiffany spoke to TMZ to respond to the backlash she received for her trip to Israel. Um, and she had doubled down on the fact that she was there to do her own research about what's going on. I'm a firm believer of go see with your own eyes before you pass judgment. You know, go there cautiously, be be cautious, but go see for yourself. I care about both sides. I care about humanity, human beings. I'm here all by myself, just like I was saying in 2018 when they was asking me about Monique and her husband. And I said, I don't do my business the way she does business because I don't have a husband. I don't have what she has, right? I don't, I'm all alone. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, I'm doing this all by myself. I think we were talking mm. about this yesterday, but mm. it's just like, yo, man, yeah. just stop. You don't have to. We don't have to put people in our business. You don't have to tell yeah. everybody what you're doing. Right? Yeah. You could have. She could make make that move to Israel and not let anybody know. Let, not let anybody know. Uh, go learn what you need to learn. Come then back. come back and mm-hmm. have the mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like to yeah. let people know every single step of what we're doing. Yeah. And then you know when or people criticize. For yeah. It. When people criticize us for it, then we feel away. It's like. Yeah, you don't gotta let nobody know. We didn't have to know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I remember I did say yesterday, like, I hope she's not alone. And when we typically, I mean, when we see her, she is alone. So that actually plays to the fact that, um, that, um, like what she was saying, like she don't have, she don't do business the way Monique do business because she, she don't have, she don't have no husband, she don't mm-hmm. have nobody or whatever. That's crazy. That but, can get lonely out here. But it's scary that the fact that she went there by herself. Like that's yeah. this, that's that's what really scares me. Cause Willingly, yeah. It seems like the country is 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 at unrest right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I mean, I know you're really close with her. Have you spoke to her when she was out there? No. Spoke to her yesterday. Oh, you spoke to her yesterday. Yeah. She's doing okay. That's none of your business. <laughs> you such a clown. You a clown. I ain't say what she was yeah, doing. But, but I ain't say what she was doing. But she ain't gonna make that. I just said, is she okay? But, but I just you told answered the phone y'all, now. You gotta let everybody it, know every step of your thing. Like, what is it? Is she, she, she right. Fine. She fine. She but she called you and she yeah. called me. I ain't say that. Oh, uh, okay. You call her like a clown. No, I ain't uh, Okay. Like, why you over there? Oh, okay. Why you over there? A clown. Like, I'm gonna say, why you gotta let us know? That is something I would do, though. Why you over there? Why you here? What you doing? Why you post that? Why you post that? Why you post that? Whoopi Goldberg defends Malia Obama on a recent episode of The View. Whoopi Goldberg defended Malia Obama for dropping her last name at the Sundance Film Festival. Former first daughter, uh, Malia Obama, recently made her directorial debut at the Sundance Film Festival with a short film called The Heart. But she's crediting herself, she's calling herself as the filmmaker, Malia Ann. And apparently some folks online are criticizing her for it. Claiming everyone knows she's an Obama, so it's pointless to hide it. If she knows she's an Obama, why do you care? Why do you care what she calls herself? If she wanted to call herself Jeanette McDonald, she has the right to. If I could be Whoopi Goldberg, she could be whoever the hell she wants to be. I'm in agreement with that. I'm in agreement with that. But I didn't know that Whoopi Goldberg wasn't Whoopi Goldberg. Her name is actually Karen or Corinne. 
Elaine Johnson. Girl, I know that. We definitely knew that, but we born in 1900. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> born way, 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 way yeah. earlier than me. But I, I ain't know that. But no, to her defense and to our point, what she's saying, yeah, it don't matter. These kids be wanting their own identity. That's like, right. she don't want to, you know, she, she had a film at the Sundance Film Festival. She don't want to win because she's an Obama or she didn't want recognition just because she's an Obama. And if like like she said, if she know that she won, why does it bother you? Uh, she said that because she can't get the table she wanted at a restaurant. And she's like, I'm a Barack, that's Barack Obama's daughter. You better see her. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I understand she don't want to be judged because <laughs> who she is, but so, it is it's like, that's a game. big deal. You're that's the president's right. daughter? Ain't nothing wrong with a little nepotism. <laughs> what? Uh, Are you crazy? Uh, what? <laughs> yes. Excuse the fact that she not fooling anybody. Everybody supposed to know. So she's supposed to walk in and get that anyway. I'm Malia Ann, and I want that table right there. That's Barack Obama. You might not get that table. <laughs> you I'm you're Obama. Obama. What? Let's move that table, please. By the <laughs> way, mad people change their name in the industry, Hollywood. That's what they do. Like yeah. Jamie Foxx name ain't Jamie Foxx. I know, right? What is it? Like Eric, Darius? Eric what Bishop. Is... <laughs> I didn't know that one. Yes, you did. No, Stop. I didn't. I thought his name was Jamie Foxx. Vin Fox. Diesel ain't Vin Diesel. Uh-uh. Mark. Mark Sinclair. Uh-uh. Shut up. I don't believe him. Well, Google it. Hey, listen, oh, my God. One thing, one, thing, one thing my God Ben told me, don't convince these heathens. Because you lie sometimes, so we don't know if you telling the truth. Mark Sinclair has been Diesel's name. You ain't got to believe me. Ain't nobody believe Noah neither when he told me it was going to rain. And that's crazy. You lent it. And I did not even Leonard. know it. it Leonard. Like Sweetheart. In Baltimore, you lent it. You lent it. You lent it. That is it. That is it. Lennon. Leonard. Okay. Well, I'm Jessica Rob Moore, per. So <laughs> that's just what it is. That is what it is. Ain't no getting away from it. I love my name. That's Jess with a mess, though. All right. Thank you, Jess. When we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. It don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. You're locked into the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What we doing? Listen, salute to my guy B Dot. You know, every day during Black History Month, my man B Dot puts out a podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. And today he's going to talk to you about the Bible and how religion was used to justify slavery. Let's discuss. It was so easy to keep the enslaved minds accepting of their status under the guise of religion when there are direct instructions from God himself that tells you you're supposed to be a slave if it's taught that way. I'll explain. I often wonder what religion black folks practiced before Christianity was literally beaten into us. It's no secret that the Bible was read to us, seeing as how we weren't equipped with that skill set. And even when blacks were educated enough to read the version of the Bible they would get to read and teach would be the scriptures to keep them submissive. The Bible has tons of references to slavery. It speaks on the treatment of slaves, especially the Old Testament, like Ephesians 6.1. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. That's right there in Ephesians 6.1. The New Testament got some doozies too. Colossians 3.22. Servants, obey your masters in everything. Obey all the time, even when they can't see you. Don't just pretend to work hard so that they will treat you well. No. You must serve your masters honestly because you respect the Lord. Wouldn't dare let them enslaved individuals see scriptures like Galatians 3.28 where it says ain't no slave or free. We all one in Christ. Oh no, couldn't let them see those. But the curse of Ham in Genesis, that story was used for hundreds of years as justification for slavery and human bondage. Again, I grew up in the church. I thought I knew all the good biblical stories, but I was not familiar with the story of Ham. 
Story goes, Noah got drunk and passed out. His son, Ham, saw him naked. And when he told his brothers, his two brothers came home and they clothed Noah. And Noah was so angry with Ham that he cursed Ham's son, Canaan. Not not from power. Not You're not even my mother. You just rock. Not that Canaan. This was Ham's son, Canaan. And Noah was so angry that he cursed Canaan to be the slave to his uncles forever. Story goes, when Noah cursed him, he turned black. And it was taught to some as the beginning of different races. Some said Ham represented all black folks and was cursed. Now them good slave-holding Southern Christians, their interpretation was that Genesis account establishes that God wills black people to be enslaved perpetually. But it don't even make sense because Noah didn't curse Ham. But he shifted it a generation and cursed Canaan. Genesis teaches every human being comes from Noah and one of his three sons. One of the two that clothed him in his drunkenness, Shem, the ancestor of the Semites, Japheth, the ancestor of the Europeans, and Ham, the ancestor of the Africans. Look, you can do your own deep dive on that. The point of today's episode, if I didn't know, maybe you didn't either, is that bad biblical interpretation hurts people. They justify unjust institutions, they motivate immoral behavior, and they encourage harmful attitudes. And I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. All right, well, salute to B-Dot. Salute to the good brother B-Dot. Make sure you subscribe to I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. Every day, new episodes of the podcast come out. Salute to Reasonably Shady, too, man. Giselle and Robin, they was uh talking about B-Dot on their podcast this week and talking about how much they enjoy I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. So uh, thank you for that, man. I love to see everybody supporting each other. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, we got your positive note. What, Jess? <laughs> Nothing. Don't ask her what. You know what. Leave her alone. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess, how you feeling, Jess? See? I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. I felt sick earlier, but yo, I again, I have to just figure out what I can eat in the mornings because I be so hungry. But when I eat anything, it be feeling like it's sitting right in my chest. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I ate oatmeal on a bull egg today. It's not given. It's not given? No, it's not given. It's, it's, it's about to come out. You drink smoothies? That's what everybody keeps saying. I tried tea today to soothe my stomach. That didn't work. Smoothies, the last time I had smoothies, uh, I threw that up. Oh. You know, and I had flax seeds, and the flax seeds are really good for you, but I, I threw it up. I couldn't do it. No. Mm. Um, I don't know. But y'all need to, y'all need to get on my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> when is it? Saturday, next Saturday, March second. Oh, that's next Saturday. Not this Saturday coming up the following Saturday. That's oh right. my God! Listen, all right. So if if there are any wardrobe designers in New York or anybody want to make me a dress or something like that, because I still got to come in tip top shape, even though I'm not gonna be drinking and shaking my ass all day. I mean, I might be doing that, but make sure I, if y'all want to make me something for my birthday, I gotta walk up in there real good. Like my birthday, my birthday was February 13th, but the party is Saturday, March second, um, for CIAA weekend in Baltimore. And it's at the Baltimore Peninsula, 2455 House Street. Get your tickets. Um, the link is in my bio. Y'all coming this year? When is it? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, never mind. It's okay. What? It's no. March 2nd, right? Yeah. I'm going to be out there on Friday. I got a party Friday. So we're we trying to schedule some things so we can stay out there and hang with you on that Saturday. But if you don't, I'm not really going to hold my breath. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, get your tickets absolutely positively. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. Uh, it comes from a writer named Anna Taylor. Love yourself enough to set boundaries. 
Your time and energy are precious and you get to decide how you use them. You teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will and won't accept. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.